What's up, guys? How are you tonight? Sweet. I want to jump right in. We're starting a new series tonight about Facebook. Is everyone cool with that? Uh, who has a Facebook in the room? Raise your hand. Keith doesn't. We, the, whole, the whole series needs to be rallied around Keith getting a Facebook. That's good. Or anybody else who doesn't have Facebook. He's just the only one I know of right now. So yeah, we're starting this new series on relationships, right? And it's called Like. Um, you guys know that little guy? You can just click like on all these little pages. Uh, there's some of you that have like a thousand pages that you like. You scroll down, it's just like, I like peanut butter and jelly sandwich page. I like dragons juggling dolphins page. I like, like the most random, what, why are you even on this page? And then why are you liking this page? Kind of weird stuff. Um, what I want to do is last weekend in our services, Easter. Who all went to Easter at Hope? Raise your hand. Sweet. You guys, a lot of you saw this video. Which I I was blown away. Sweet video. Lots of statistics. Try to keep up. We're going to go over a few of them. But uh, check out this video, Facebook stats. Check the screens out. All right, so there you go. We have crazy stuff on Facebook. I'm going to get there in a minute, but I totally forgot to do something. I want to recognize a few people real quick because we're very proud of them. Stoked they did something this weekend. There's a few of you in here that got baptized this weekend. We just want to give you like a big round of applause. So here's the deal. Well, well you got to know who it is first, okay? Taylor Carnes, that's not, let's, you know, it's like a graduation. Let's wait till we're named all the names so we're not here all day. Uh, Taylor Carney got baptized, as well as Tyler Welch. Bryce got baptized, right? Brendan and Cheyenne. If I missed anybody, I'm sorry. Did I, did I miss any? And, oh, and Ethan and Johnny. That's right. So there's a whole bunch of people in the room. So super, seriously, seriously, super proud of you guys. Awesome. Love to see that. Love to see you guys saying, hey, I'm a Christian. I'm making it public. Um, great stuff. Anyways, that book or that, that video name, it was really fast. So I just want to kind of recap some of these that I think you guys kind of grab onto that are more on, you know, your level. Here's, here's one that I thought was crazy. 48% of people, 18 to 34, and I think it's probably more than that, check Facebook right when they wake up. Who would just admit that real quick? Yeah, iPhones make that so easy. Like, you literally just roll over, and you're like, check Twitter, check Facebook. It's crazy how easy that is, okay? Um, how many are checking Facebook right now? Stop. Uh, 57% of the U.S. population, this is crazy, this is terrible, talks more on Facebook than they do in real life. Who would admit that that's probably you? 57% of the world. That's crazy. Um, this, is, this is a trip. 750, a record-breaking 750 million pictures were uploaded two days of going into 2011 from 2010. New Year's Eve weekend. 750 million photos were uploaded. That's crazy. How many uploaded pictures that weekend? You remember you're like, look, it's... 1159-2010, look, it's 12 o'clock, 2011, comments, please. Um, right, we've all done that. Um, this is another one, one more. In 20 minutes of Facebook, there's a whole bunch of 20-minute stats, but these are the ones I thought were crazy. In 20 minutes of Facebook across the world, almost 3 million messages are sent. Like, people are like, what are you doing tonight? Whatever. And then uh, 10 million comments. You look so pretty. Stop saying you're ugly. You're not ugly. Oh, my goodness. I love that hat. Where did you get it? Or like the ones where we've already seen the video, the satire video, which was really good. Basically, it's like you guys have a conversation in your comments. You guys ever, have you guys ever been tagged in a picture, and then everyone just wants to, like, talk forever on it, and you're just like, untag, because I hate that. You are 174 notifications. What is happening here? And it's like, what are you doing tonight? I don't know. I think I'm going to go to that person's house. No. Hey, stop. I'm a, it's a picture of me, not your chance to... Anyways, rant, um, if, if you guys ever do that, I'm going to, like, defriend you. That'll show you. Um, just kidding. 
Just kidding. But seriously, here's the deal. Um, we are more connected as a society than ever before. Like, I was thinking about it this week. Facebook didn't exist when I was in high school. Isn't that crazy? Like, now I, I check it all the time. Or, like, Twitter. Or check this out. You were, like, if you texted when, you were, when I was, okay, I graduated in 04. I'm kind of old. Okay, but if you texted, you were, like, rich. Like, you were the kid who had the really cool phone. And you could send a text message, right? And now we send, like, thousands every week. But, like, we are more connected now than ever before. Like, it's just, it's a different world that we live in. But seriously, it's, it's crazy to think about that we are more connected. Like, I can talk to my buddy, uh, Tony. She was on Facebook while she was in Africa. She went to an internet cafe and, like, was talking to people on Facebook. Like, oh, yeah, there's a picture of me and, and this kid from the village that I'm working in. And then people were like, oh, we miss you. And in seconds, all the way across the world, she can be interacting with us on this little thing called Facebook. But here's the thing that we found, um, and, and this isn't a statistic. I have no idea. This is just kind of what I've seen, and maybe it's true for you, is that we are more connected as a society, and this, this generation, is, you know, especially, everyone in this room pretty much has a Facebook set key. We'll get there. And uh, we're more connected than ever before. But here's the thing that we're seeing is students are doing that. 57% of you are talking more online and interacting more online than you do in real life. So we're running into this thing where you meet students and they just feel so lonely. Students are actually more lonely now with all this stuff. We're so connected. We could talk here, talk there, text there, tweet there. But students actually don't have relationships in their life that are like not online. And maybe that's you. And so we said for the month of May, we're going to be looking at different relationships in our life. The things that we believe, you probably have a relationship like this one in your life, and we want to talk about what God says about it. Because we live in such a connected world, but we're so unconnected in different ways, especially in the relationships with people around us. And so for the next four weeks, we're looking at relationships with our families, relationships with the opposite sex, right? That'll be fun. Relationships with our friends and relationships with, our relationship with God. And we're going to look at all these different things because we believe it's very valuable. For us to, to peel back the social network world and say, okay, what about the real relationships, like face-to-face relationships? And so uh, here, here's the deal. Um, I'm going to kind of let the cat out of the bag right away. I'm going to give you like my statement. You know, sometimes I'll give you like a statement to write down. If you take notes, I want you to write this down. This is the point of tonight, okay? This is the, the you know, we always say this, but the banner statement. This is what I would love to have, like, if we had a lot of money here at Refuge, it would, like, fall down right now. And it'd be like, that's what I'm saying all the whole time I'm up here. Um, here here's what it is, okay? Tonight we're talking about our relationship with Jesus. And so tonight, here's the banner statement. And here's the deal. I know a lot of you have heard this. I'm going to say some things tonight that I know some of you, you're like, dude, I've heard that a hundred times. I've heard that a million times, especially if you've been a part of Hope. You've heard this. But the problem is, is if I'm being honest and you're being honest, we've heard it. We know it. We could write it down if we said, what's hope, what's hope all about? But we don't live it. We just don't actually apply it to our lives. So we're just going to keep talking about it until we start. I'm included. Until I start really living this, then I can stop talking about it. Then I can stop, you know, we can stop preaching it from the stage. So here it is tonight. Here's the banner statement. Following Jesus is not a religion. It's a relationship. How many people have heard that in the room? Yep, we pretty much all heard it. Following Jesus is not a religion, it's a relationship. And, and maybe I'm the only one here, I'm going to be, I'm going to, I'm okay to admit it. But when I, when, say one of you guys friend requests me tonight. If not your friend, by the way, friend requests me. I'd love to be your friend. But it, say we're not friends and you um, go home tonight and you're like, Scott Worthington, click. And you, wanna, and you want to uh, friend request me. Here's what I'm going to do. I do it every time. Maybe it's just me. Maybe this is a little confession right here. But uh, here's what I do. 
I, uh, I accept, and then I immediately just start creeping on your profile. Like, what's going on in this person's life? Is that just me? Or, okay. I'm like, oh, here's what I do first. I look at your pictures. What is this person doing, right? People are like, oh, God, delete that picture. No, it's cool. I've already seen it. Um, <laughs> here's the deal. No, seriously. I look at your pictures, and then I look at your info. I'm a weirdo like that. I like to know. Like, what, what's this person like? Some of you guys are real boring. You don't put anything on there. It's just like, likes Twilight, period. End of story. Okay, this person worships these couple vampires and I almost said dragons. They're not dragons. That would be cooler, though. We should talk to Stephanie Meyer. Um, that would be way cooler. Just imagine if Jacob was like, Ugh! be sweet. Um, I look at your photos, and I look at your info. That's what I do. And so I love info because it's like about me. Well, I can't really say on here, so just get to know me. I'm pretty cool, and I'll tell you everything you need to know when you talk to me face to face. It's like, okay, um, I'm probably not going to do that. Uh, I'd probably like, talk to you, but I'm not going to be like, hey, your profile said ask you what, what's come on, give me like a synopsis of who you are i'm like bagging on so many people i'm so sorry i love all you guys but um but here's the thing you got like your books right the bible's gotta be first everyone puts the bible first and then twilight right um so you got you got your likes or i mean you got your books and you got your inspirational quotes and we love that we just like kill that with like the coolest deepest thing we can think of and uh we got that and we got all this sort of stuff but maybe it's just me but i love i'm curious when i love to see who what do people put for right we all know what's coming religion maybe some of you have christian maybe some of you're like i don't know dot 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 maybe some of you're like christ follower i don't know what mine says mine says like no religion just jesus how hardcore is that um but I, I don't know what yours says, but I'm always very curious. What do people's religion say? And so um, that's what we're talking about tonight. We are talking about religion versus relationship. And so that's the banner statement. Following Jesus is not a religion, it's a relationship. And here's what I want to kind of change our thought process tonight from the normal. Here's the deal. We have heard so many times about religion. And if I asked you the definition of religion, you might be able to tell me. Here's, I kind of want to change our thought process. Because here's what we normally hear at church. Religion is our attempt to get to God, right? Religion is us trying to do a bunch of stuff and making sure we don't do certain things and we're, we're working, 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 trying to get to God, trying to get God to like us. We're trying to do all these things to make Jesus think, look, this person's worthy of me. But here's the thing. I love all you guys. But with teenagers, I don't really think that's the form. Some of you, yes, that's the form of religion that you are, are, are striving for man you you want to be here at refuge and you want to serve and you want to be all over the place and you think that that's going to earn you favor with god but i think more than not religion for you and religion for me is something very different it's something that we just check off right if we go on your facebook profile and it says jesus man and it says jesus and it says you're a christ follower but it your life doesn't show that at all i would say man you are are, are gearing towards religion because to you it's just a check mark to you it's just something you write down to you if somebody asks you hey what religion are you you'd say oh i'm a christian you know that's the right religion and so for you it's not you're just working 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 trying to get to god it's you it's just nothing, it's not really important to you. Your religion is God, Jesus. Okay, yeah, that's my religion. But it actually isn't your life. And so tonight, as we look at this religion, uh, following Jesus is not about a religion, it's about a relationship. That's the religion I think most of you identify with. Is that's our normal tendency is, man, I, I checked it off. My Facebook profile said, if there was a Jesus Christ page, we would like that page. But then we never actually live that out. 
So yeah, I want us to kind of get away from the thinking that, you know, religion, I'm trying to work for God. Because a lot of you can't identify with that. That is true. That is religion. But we can't identify with that. We identify with the standoffish. We don't really apply this stuff to our life at all. And so I want to read a story. If you have your Bible, open it up to Luke chapter 17 tonight. Luke chapter 17. Starting in verse 11. If you don't have your Bible, it's going to be on the screen. Here's what it says. On the way to Jerusalem, he was passing along between Samaria and Galilee. That's, this is Jesus here, okay? Jesus is passing along between Samaria and Galilee. And he entered a village. As he entered a village, he was met by ten lepers. We're going to get there in a minute if you don't know what that is. Who stood at a distance and lifted up their voices saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. Verse 15, Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back turning back, praising God with a loud voice, and he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Now he, was a, he, now he was a Samaritan, random fact. Then Jesus answered, we're not ten cleansed? Where are the nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. Here's the story. Jesus is walking around these villages like he always does. And he's preaching, and he's telling people about the kingdom of God. And he's kind of doing his thing uh, that Jesus didn't transform the world. And all of a sudden, he enters this village, and there's these ten lepers. Okay, leprosy is this. Leprosy was this, and it still exists, this nasty disease that appeared on people's skin, where their skin, like, was all bubbly and white, and it was super contagious. And what they did with these people is they said, hey, we don't want to be around you because we don't want to get this. You're gonna, we're going to give you your own colony. And you can't hang out with anybody who's not a leper because you guys are weird and nobody likes you and you have boils all over your body. So you guys are going to be over here. And so just imagine Jesus walks with his disciples, and there's these ten guys who, who've heard about all about this guy, Jesus. And they're like, hey, Jesus, hey, have mercy on us because I, we, we've heard you've been healing people. And here's the deal. We got boils all over our body. There's 10 of us. We're all friends. We want to live in the real world. Have mercy on us. And then Jesus says this. He said, go show yourselves to the priests. Right? That was weird. So they're like, okay. So they start walking. And then it says, as they went, they were healed. So just imagine you're walking. You have boils all over your body. And then like one step later, you look down and all the boils are gone and you're healed. Right? That is a huge, awesome Jesus experience. Like, whoa, he just told us to do this. As we were walking, we're here. We don't have leprosy anymore. And so nine of them went their way and went and maybe showed themselves to the priest and said, look, we've been healed by this Jesus guy. But there was one. There was one leper who realized what had happened and he ran back to Jesus. And he said, he, he praising God, he knelt down at Jesus' feet, put his face at his feet and just worshiped. I just spent time there. And so here's what I want to do. I want to look at this story. I think we can pull a big truth of religion versus relationship. And so I was feeling kind of like gnarly um, this week. And so I came up with like a gnarly title for this, okay? Um, And it's kind of lame. But uh, here's here's the truth tonight I want to give. And I called it this. I called it the religion-destroying truth from the leper. Put that on the screen. Sweet. There it is. Religion destroying. Here's, if we look at this story, I think we can look, when we see this religion, it's just a checkbox. It's just something we kind of say, yeah, that's us. But it's not a relationship. We, I feel like we can pull from this story, this, this religion destroying truth. And I know some of you guys, I, I was there. Um, you might be. When I was 17, when I first, like, gave my life to Christ, and I'm just starting to walk in this thing. If I heard some guy at church say that, like, religion destroying 
I would, I would not know what to do with myself, okay? Some of you guys are like, wait, what? Religion destroying? We're at church. That's all about religion. Here's the thing. No. There is nothing about religion about Jesus. Religion is us trying to get to God. Religion is just something we say we believe. Religion is just something that man came up with to try to please God. But that was never what we were created for. We were created to walk and to fellowship and be in an intimate relationship with Jesus. And maybe you've never heard that. I know I didn't. When I first heard that, I was like, wait, I thought Jesus was all about religion. And, and so you might, you might think this is crazy, but when people ask me all the time, especially they find out that I work at a church, um, that, that when they're like, oh, so you're, you're, you're pretty religious? I'm like, actually, no, I hate religion. They're like, wait, what? Try that some next time. People will be like, floored. It's awesome. You, you don't hate religion. What do you mean? Yeah, religion is just something that man came up with to try to please God, and, and I'm not all about that. I, I'm, I'm pleased with what God did, and so I'm just trying to live with Jesus and walk with Jesus, and he's just late, leading this life through me, and it's pretty awesome. You should check it out. And the people are like, okay, you're weird. I'm walking away. Dislike. Here's, here's the religion, uh, religion destroying truth from the leper. Jesus didn't create you for a single experience. He created you for a relationship. And again, right, we're, we're just saying a bunch of things that a lot of you guys have heard a million times. But tonight, I want you to start thinking, not I've heard this, I know the story. I've heard this, am I living it? I've heard this. Is this actually playing out in my life when I go to Green Valley High School tomorrow or when I go to Del Webb Middle School? Is this playing out in my life because I've heard it, but am I living it? Jesus didn't create you for a single experience. He created you for a relationship. And that one leper that ran back, I think he got that. Those other lepers, look, I think they were thankful. Like, you were just walking with leprosy, and then you got cleansed. Like, you're going to stop for a minute and probably be like, whoa, God is cool. God is awesome. Man, if I had a Facebook, I'm going to like the Jesus page. Or I'm going to go on Facebook and say, Jesus, the one who healed me, right? We all all can say the lepers weren't like, oh, Jesus, yeah, whatever. No. No. The, t- the nine other lepers, I bet you they really, really internalized what happened. Like, Jesus healed me. But the difference is, is they just kind of kept doing their thing, and they didn't really want anything to do with Jesus. They were just glad they got healed. But the one leper was like, no, something happened here. And I'm going to run, and I just want to praise Jesus and just sit at his feet and spend time with this person who just ex- gave me this amazing experience and healed me. I love my wife, right? We have a relationship. Just imagine, though, if my whole relationship with Candace was based on a single experience, right? How weird would that be? We've been together seven years. Um, just imagine if my whole relationship with Candace right now was based on our first kiss, right? Just imagine if it was all based on when I got on one knee and I proposed to her. My whole relationship with Candace was based on this one little thing that happened. That was a big thing, a significant thing, but it's not everything. Our relationship isn't based on that. Here's what Candace and our relationship is based on. It's based on, man, when I come home after a hard day, and I just want to sit down and just talk with my wife. Or when she, and Bryce has just been driving her crazy all day, she wants to come, I, I want to come home, and she just wants to say, hey, I'm going to sit down and just whine to you for a minute. I, I, just want to, I just want to spend that time with you. Our Friday date nights, I love that. We go on, we out, out to eat or whatever, go see a movie on, on, on a Friday. And I love just spending time with my wife. And, yeah, it's cool that we had our first kiss, and it was all romantical and all this garbage. Um, not garbage, it was. It was, it was beautiful, but whatever. Um, <laughs> Or when I propose, right? I, I, guys, I'm just saying, uh, the bombest proposal ever. Just throwing it out there, okay? Uh, just ask me about it later. It was awesome. But I think about that stuff, but that doesn't define my relationship. And we have to, we have to think that way when it comes to our relationship with Jesus. 
Maybe for you, man, you gave your life to Christ at exposure. You gave your life to Christ at a camp or maybe here at a refuge or maybe with your small group leader. And you were kind of thinking, man, this is it. This is when Jesus healed me like he healed the lepers. This is when he took me from death to life. But if your whole relationship with Jesus is built all around that one experience, and that's, that's kind of the only thing you got going, you might be a little religious tonight. And that's just kind of being honest, and I'm not, like, picking on anybody because I find myself there sometimes. But a relation, Jesus did not create you so you could have one cool experience where you're like, whoa, Jesus, you're great, you're awesome. He created you so he could walk with you and he could live through you. And this could be this community thing where you really get to know God and you really get to walk with God and carry him into your high school, your junior high, and carry him into your homes and carry him everywhere you go because it's a relationship. And so often we hear that and we go, yeah, 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 that's cool, I've heard that. But do you live it? Another thing I, I kind of pulled from this story um, is that these lepers, here's the deal. I don't think these lepers, I, and this is not scripture. I, this is just me kind of being me and just thinking about it. Here's what I think may have happened. All lepers get healed. They're crying out, God, save us, save us, save us. And they all get healed. And the one leper, decide, he's, they're all just kind of looking around, right? And then I think one guy decided to go, cool. Well, he, he, show, he told us to go show ourselves to the priest, so here we go. And then the other guy was like, okay, I'm following him. And next thing you know, all nine of them are going. And then one guy was like, wait a minute, stop. We, we just got healed, and we need to go celebrate. We need to go get to know this guy that healed us because all he is is a name to us right now. All he is is a religion, a check mark, a box on Facebook. And this is where we come in because I think we have the tendency if we're not careful, when it comes to our relationship with God, to follow other people. And it's not really a personal thing, but you're like the lepers who were like, hey, uh, let's go to the priest. And the other guy's like, okay, come on, okay, and next thing you know, there's nine of them, and they've shown themselves to the priest, and we just kind of follow people. We just kind of went the normal route, the normal thing that everyone does. Everyone just puts Jesus on Facebook, and they don't really live it, and you just don't really think about it. And next thing you know, you're, you're hearing something like this, and you're like, dang. I don't ever hang out with Jesus, ever. I'm just like the lepers. Jesus told me to do something. He gave me this experience, and I'm kind of walking in that this way. And I didn't really ever think about going back and spending time with God because I was just living in the experience he gave me. Um, I've, been in a, I've only been in one fight in my whole life um, other than my brother. Brothers don't count. Brothers fight like we get in fist fights all the time over stupid things. And it's like... Okay, cool, let's play video games. It's like, wait, what? Um, but I've only been in one fight fight, like where this dude hated me and I wasn't too fond of him. Um, and so his name was Stephen Kirkwood, okay? I don't know if you guys have any guys like this at school, but he was this little guy, and I was a little guy, but he was like the same size as me. So when this fight happened, I was like, I think I could take this guy. Um, because he was like the only person in school I could even, you know, close to take. But uh, Stephen Kirkwood is this guy, maybe you have this guy at your school, or this girl, who like fights everybody. Like he literally fights everybody. Like, I was just on a waiting list of Stephen Kirkwood opponents. I don't know if you have that, okay? But sure enough, my turn came. And if I'm being honest, I was kind of following the lepers because I was actually really excited about this. Like, okay, when, I, when it comes my turn in the school year to fight Stephen Kirkwood, I'm pretty stoked about this because I'm going to, like, totally beat him up, and it's going to be awesome because I'm really small, and nobody thinks I can beat people up. But I'm going to beat Stephen Kirkwood up. It's going to be great. Um, and so here it comes. And do you guys, can you guys carry backpacks at school? No? Okay, what well, Brown Junior High School represent, right? Whoo, don't go there. We couldn't carry backpacks at all. So we all had like the, uh, the binders, like, so little Scott, remember, okay, eighth grade Scott is, is walking with his binder. I'm going to come down here. And uh, I'm walking, I'm just minding my own business. And next thing you know, Stephen Kirkwood decides that he's going to start fighting me. 
And so he walks up and does one of these where he yanks it out and all the papers go everywhere. Binder check. Ooh, there's names now. Awesome. He binder checked me, okay? And I just kind of did one of these and I'm just kind of like, bro. And he's like this little leprechaun. Hey, yeah. Okay. And so I'm like, dude, whatever. And so I pick up all my papers and I put them in and I just walk back to class, okay? Next day. I'm walking to class, same little area. And here comes Stephen Kirkwood, little leprechaun man, and he, and he binder checks me, and he runs away laughing. And so I'm like, dude, this is not cool. And I'm getting excited because, like I said, I'm, I'm following the lepers, and I'm really excited to fight Stephen Kirkwood. And I'm just waiting for my time, but every time I turn around and, like, punch him, he's like a little leprechaun man r- running away, okay? Finally, I sit down with my mom, and I say, Mom, just to let you know, you might get a call tomorrow. This guy's been binder checking me. I'm going to punch him. With all the little Scott Williamson power I got, I'm going to punch him. And my mom, uh, she probably thought it was cute. Uh, she's like, oh, okay. Um, are, are there other ways you can resolve this, son? I'm like, no. Um, so anyways, here it comes. He binder checks me. And I turn around to, to, to unleash Scott Williamson on this guy. And he runs away like a leprechaun, man. So I say, you know what? We have, we have PE together. It's going down. So I'm pacing. You know, I'm doing the thing. And again, I'm following the leper. I didn't have to fight this kid. I could have just let him keep binder checking me, I guess. Or I could have, like, told the principal, right? I could have been that guy. Um, uh, but I'm not, I'm not advocating violence here. Podcasts, parents, if you're listening, I'm not advocating violence. Um, but this was a true story. So anyways, I dress out for PE, and I'm like, this is it. Stephen Kirkwood, Scott Warrington is going down right here. And so I walk out, right? And I'm like, I'm feeling really big. I'm not, but I'm feeling really big. And uh, Stephen Kirkwood, I said, hey, <laughs> I don't even remember what I said, but I'm sure it was weak. Uh, but basically, I don't appreciate you doing that. <laughs> that sounded real hard, huh? <laughs> um, and he goes, oh, what are you going to do about it? Well, you know I'm one of these things. You've seen it. What do you mean, what am I going to do about it? And so he gets in my face, and we start doing this face thing. We're like, oh, yeah. And then he pushes me, and I, I'm like, huh. And so I push him back, and then he pushes me, and he pushes back. And I'm like, okay, we're just going to push each other all day because I'm not throwing the first punch because I know if I throw the first punch, my mom is not going to get me un-RPC'd because – it was self-defense if I don't throw the first punch. See, I'm strategic. I'm like following this, this, I've really thought about this. So anyways, finally, a push becomes a punch. And Stephen Kirkwood just decks me, like, hard. I'm just like, and then I'm like, okay, boom, right? And Stephen Kirkwood gets decked. Next thing you know, all the people are scattered around. It's like, fight, fight, fight. And like the PE coach is running to try to break it up. We just like punch. Okay, punch, punch, punch. My lip starts bleeding. His lip starts bleeding. This is like, okay, this is a real fight. Like, this is the video games I play. We're fighting. There's blood. This is cool. And next thing you know, the PE teacher breaks it up. And we get sent to the dean and the whole nine where I have to call my parents. And I'm RPC. And Stephen Kirkwood, listen, Stephen Kirkwood, RPC, back in three days. And I see him binder checking new kids. And it's like, dude. You just don't learn. Like, you gave me a black eye and a bloody lip, but I gave you a black eye and a bloody lip, and you're still being little leprechaun, man, to all these other kids. What are you doing? And here's the point I want to make out of the Stephen Kirkwood story. The point I want to make out of the Stephen Kirkwood story is this. If we're not careful, I was just on a waiting list to fight Stephen Kirkwood, and I got excited about it. Man, I really want to fight him. I want to do this. And I started really, and then my friends start talking about it, and I start really getting excited about fighting Stephen Kirkwood. 
because I'm following the people that are around me. I'm, I'm saying, you know what? Yeah, you're right. I'm going to beat them up. Yeah, yeah, you should, Scott. Yeah, this is how it is. You should do this. And I started getting excited. Yeah, this is it. And if we're not careful, next thing you know, I'm going to fight that I probably shouldn't have been in. And next thing you know, I'm getting RPC'd, and my mom fixed that. But still, I'm following these people, and next thing I know, I look behind me, and I'm like, wait a minute. And that's what I think maybe some of the lepers were doing. But they didn't really know what was going on. They experienced something, but then they went and they went and, and, and showed themselves to the priest. And I think halfway there, maybe some of them were like, wait, where's, the, where's the, our one buddy? There's only nine of us. And I think some of them were like, wait a minute. I didn't even realize I was following my friends. I didn't realize I, I didn't realize I bought into this religion thing where I just experienced Jesus. And then I went on my day and just kind of lived normally. So tonight as I close, and uh, I'm going to invite the band to come up. You guys can head up. Um, tonight as I close, I, I want to I give you guys some handlebars, right? What I mean by that is I know we've heard this before. And everyone in the room, maybe tomorrow or something, can tell me what we talked about at Refuge. Man, it's not about religion. It's not about me checking a box. It's not about me, um, you know, saying I love Jesus on Facebook. It's about a relationship. It's about getting to know God. And so I want to give you kind of the the key, because here's the deal. This stuff actually has to play out in your life, and I want to kind of show you how that happens. I'm going to put a thing on the screen, and it's it's what I believe will make you own this. Here's what it is. I believe that for you to turn from religion to relationship is this. You have got to own your faith. Let me put that on the screen. On your own faith. What does that mean? Here's what on your own faith means. On your own faith means that this is something that you actually internalize on your own. That you actually have a faith and a relationship in Christ on your own. Because here's the deal. We've said the statistics, and the statistics suck. The statistics are gnarly when we look at teenagers walking from high school to college and, and walking away from their faith. Man, they, they, they are just like the lepers. They realize, wait a minute, where, where is Jesus in my life? And here's why I believe that that's true. It's because we don't have on your own faith. Your faith rests right here. Sunday nights at refuge. That's where your faith lies. You come and you experience God. But he never created you for an experience. He created you for a relationship. So if you never experience God on your own Monday through Saturday and you only come for Sunday and you're like, yes, God is good. I love you. My God, you are here with us, constantly here with us. But then you never experience him on your own throughout the week. You missed it. Because what's going to happen is everybody, there's seniors in the room, but there's sixth graders in the room. Everyone is going to walk through refuge, whether that's one year away, two months away, or that's six years away. And man, you're going to have experiences here that we hope are great for you. But one day, you're going to walk away from, from, from high school. And, and I love you, but you can't come here anymore. We have a college group for that. And so you, you guys don't have refuge anymore. Or maybe you go off to college and everything changes because you don't have Hope Baptist Church. You don't have refuge. You don't have your small group leader who is constantly asking you about Jesus and asking you how your relationship with God is. You don't have that. So if you don't have on your own faith, you're going to be like those lepers who turned around and realized, wait a minute. I missed something. And you can still click on your Facebook and it's still going to say Christ follower. It's still going to say pages like Jesus And if somebody asks you, yeah, what are you? I'm a Christian. That's my religion. But it's not a relationship because it's not on your own. And here's how we've faulted you in that area. And and we just want to apologize. I just want to apologize. Is we've said that to you guys before. We don't give you any tools. A lot of you guys need tools. All you guys need tools. 
So in the next few weeks of this series, here's what we're going to do. We're going to start giving you some tools. In two weeks, we're going to give you guys some stuff. We just want to give you tools to help you spend time with God, to help you have this on your own faith, because we believe it is everything. Here's the bottom line tonight. And this, as I kind of thought about this this week, it's humbling because, like, I, I spend hours, you know, preparing these things. And our small group leaders spend a lot of time praying together. And we, we spend a lot of time to make refuge experience cool. But here's the bottom line. Go ahead and put that on the screen, Ethan. I've come to the realization this week that refuge messages will not change your life. The stuff that I say up here, the stuff that Micah says, or anytime we have a guest speaker, the stuff that we say up here is not going to change your life. And if you think it is, well, let me tell you, it's not. We might inspire you. We might put something in your head that sticks with you. And then when you grab that and, and put that into your on your own faith, then it starts really applying. But me just saying some stuff for 25 minutes every week isn't changing your life. Owning your faith in Christ is going to change your life. Realizing that it's your faith and Jesus has called you to walk with him in a relationship, not just come to experience on Sunday nights. The only way to do that is to be in a growing relationship with Jesus. And some of you guys aren't tonight. And we would love to talk to you about that. If you have no idea about a relationship with God, we want to talk to you. I just want you guys to bow your heads for a minute. As you guys are having your heads bowed, I want to ask you guys a few questions. We're going to talk about them in small group, but I just want you to kind of process for a minute. And just think about it. Not, not, you don't have to be superficial. This isn't, this isn't your Facebook profile page right now. This is just in your brain. I want you to process some things. Here's the first question tonight. Are you following a religion or are you following Jesus? In your heart, ask yourself that question. Are you following Jesus? Are you just caught up in religion where it's just something you've checked off? Second question is this, are you a people follower or are you a Jesus follower? Again, this isn't, you don't have to put up a front. Do you have the tendency, like those lepers did and like I did with Stephen Kirkwood, to follow the people around you and next thing you know you turn around and the religion section of your Facebook just really isn't that true anymore. You aren't really a Christ follower because you rather follow other people. The last question tonight is, do you own your faith? Do you own this thing of following Jesus on your own faith? Or is your whole relationship with God wrapped up in two hours on Sunday? We're going to sing a song that we sang earlier. And here's, here's what I love about this song. We don't plan this stuff. It just kind of happens sometimes, which is great. Is this song... I feel like this song is written out of the 10 leper story. That the one leper who realized something happened and I want to spend time with the person who just healed me. I feel like he's screaming out the chorus of this song the entire way there. I am running to your arms. The riches of your, your love. I just want to be there for a minute. And my heart will sing no other name, Jesus, because I realize that you've healed me and this experience was only to draw me closer to you and in an intimate relationship with you. So I'm running into your arms, healer, because I was a leper and you healed me. So let me just praise God and bow at your feet for a minute and just spend time there because you are greatly to be praised. For some of you, that's where you are tonight.
That when we stand and sing, man, you just need to give it to Jesus and just say, God, I am running into your arms. I have been caught up in religion. It's just been something I liked on Facebook. But, man, I want, the, I want to own my faith. I want to spend time with you. I want to read my Bible. I want to pray. I want to spend time with godly people who can influence me to push me towards that more. I want to be a part of this relationship and not just this religion. So, Jesus, thank you that you heal us today. God, thank you that you've given us a song to sing, and it's Jesus. It's not religion. It's not normal following after everyone in our lives, but, God, it's following after you. You've given us a song to sing, and it's you. So, God, I pray as we sing this, we'd sing it with our whole heart. We love you tonight, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. You guys can stand up. We're going to sing.